How are you, Alex? Great to have you on. I'm doing well. How are you? Good. You can hear me all good? Yeah. Yeah, great. Fantastic. How have you been? You know, can't complain. Um, it's wild times. We're all doing our best, right? I mean... Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm doing well. Thank you. Nice uh, to meet you. Nice to meet you too. I love that background that you've got there. The environment Thank you, you're that's in. My wallpaper. Yeah, I did. Uh, I did this wallpaper in my office when I moved into my house. Oh wow! So you're based in LA. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you sort of have to be, don't you, if you want to be a uh, in this biz? I mean, I'd say LA or New York, but especially with COVID right now, I mean, everything is self-taping so um you can kind of be anywhere <laughs> really? it used to be la or new york only but i think um particularly covid has changed all that well you spent some time in new york didn't you i did i lived there for a few years it's actually when i started uh working for rockstar i was living there just down the road i, I gotta I ask what's what's your reaction when you when you realize it's rockstar when you realize it's red dead redemption that you're going to be a part of this massive series what is your reaction well two so two different answers i i when i realized that i was working for rockstar i showed up at an address and was brought up to a floor and saw the logo and my jaw hit the ground i was in complete <laughs> shock because when I auditioned for it, it was, I mean, so under wraps. It had a fake name. I assumed it was an Apple something, but I didn't even know. I didn't know if it was a commercial. I didn't, I definitely didn't know it was a video game. I had no idea. And so all of a sudden I got the call from my agent after my second call back that I booked the job. And I was like, great. What is the job? I just know that I had to do an accent and it was super fun. And the character was really like cool uh, but I wasn't even given the sides before I got there. We were given, you know, a couple sheets of paper with a monologue on it. And I was told to, you know, memorize as much as I could, but bring them in and did my little thing and then did it again when I came back. But again, was not able to prepare at home and then um, got to Rockstar headquarters and the old school gamer in me who used to play Grand Theft Auto just could not believe my fortune that I was working for this company that I had loved so dearly. And then uh, actually it really wasn't until uh, it's almost embarrassing to say, but probably a couple months in to filming or to doing our motion capture at the, their, you know, undisclosed um, uh, studios that yeah. I put it together or was sort of told what actually we were working on. Oh, so you, you were never I, told it was Red Dead 2? Absolutely not. No. So you just get a code name? Yeah. Yes. Do you remember the code name? I do, but I'm not sure I'm at liberty okay, to say. Okay, okay. The NDAs were so thorough that I just err on the side of caution because yeah, yeah. I would like to work for them again. <laughs> you, know? you know what? I was thinking about this, just preparing for this, and I tell you what, I would love to see Red Dead 3, first female protagonist. How good would that be? Oh, it would be a dream. It would be oh, a dream. It, they've got, it's got to happen. I, I, I know so many people that just love this character. I know you do. I mean, how many cameos and messages do you get every day? Hundreds. I well, that's <laughs> that's 
may be overshooting okay. it, but um, I, I do very much love Sadie Adler. I, I got to play her for five years. And so she holds a very specific place in my heart. And also maybe is the coolest character I've played to date in my career. It's hard hard to top it, isn't it? Five, oh, man. Five years. Is it really that long doing the performance capture for that game? Yes, it wasn't consecutive days. It wasn't no, five no, years. But, right? yeah. but you know, I got my, my first day, and then I don't think I got another call for nearly six months. And then I came back and started to, you know, it was it was one of those things where slowly but surely, as I guess the writers were writing and they were building the world, um, things started to come to light with character arcs and storylines and whatnot. But again, with how under under wraps and top secret this was, we didn't get, you know, normally when you're doing a film or a television show, you get a full script. And so you can do your job deciding how you're going to essentially orchestrate your storyline, you know, how, how you want to create your symphony with the highs and the lows and whatnot uh, beforehand. <laughs> And, you know, you get to do that work to make it easier because most of the time you shoot out of sequence. So you could do the end and the beginning. And so if you haven't done your work, you're not going to know the emotional impact that's supposed to have, where you need to be, what what's happened right before. I mean, the, the greatest actors that I know and that I try to model myself after do that kind of work where, you know, you have your sticky notes and you're like, okay, this scene is here. This was here before. This was here before. And you have your, you know prompts or, or whatever you need to get to what you want to do and how you want to perform. This was a little different because we did that first scene and, and strangely it was the beginning of Sadie in chapter two, who I, I, I a lot of people don't even realize that that is Sadie mm. until they play the second or third time. Yeah. Um, so I really didn't know who she was going to become. I didn't know anything. I didn't even know she was a real character for like, a while. Really? Wasn't it until like a year or two of working on this that I was like, oh, oh shit, she's amazing. This is so cool. But, you know, and and funny enough, we did the epilogue and, and whatnot. I, I'll try, no spoilers, but we did that stuff at, towards the very end. So that was fortunate. But everything in between, I mean, I, I, had, I had no idea. We were just kind of going on the fly and, and just creating, I, at least I was trying to infuse this character with as much personality and creating my backstory and doing whatnot, but then, you know, getting, getting scenes a few days before, and then only being able to run those lines and prepare them with my other rock star castmates, because we had all signed the same NDA. I couldn't even tell my friends, half of them thought that I had joined the CIA because I would come home with like bruises and all of a sudden they were like, why, why do you want to go shooting? And I was like, no reason. <laughs> they're like, so you're training to, to do what? And I was like, can't talk about it. I'm sorry. Why are you always wearing those <laughs> cowboy hat and boots all the time? Well, it's funny. I, I, we had to, the females, all the females in the game had to wear heels so we didn't wow. wear cowboy boots. Oh my We were goodness. the centuries of of the western, you know, <laughs> the western world we we brought to life where, you know, I'm climbing up a water tower in like heels that are chunks and trying not to get caught jumping off things or break an ankle because I mean, you know, they were the good boots, but like still like 
heels. Why was that? What was the reason for that? Just unclear. <laughs> I still don't know to don't this know. day. I don't know. Uh, you know, I will say though, it's a really good workout. Like I remember hearing about a fad where people would there was a you know these like female classes where they would be working out in heels. And I was like, that is just batty. Why would anyone do that? That's hard on your knees. You know, your poor palms, you know, the, the palms of your feet, you know what I'm trying to say? The yeah. balls of your feet, like, ow. And it is so much more pressure. And yet I do think it does good things for the backside. I, I don't think I'll ever, you know, do that myself, uh, but it had its perks. <laughs> you, you guys must've been exhausted after every day of shooting. Surely. You just go home and just drop on the bed. It is. I mean, it's very physical, you know, often, oh. and I am i don't know if your watchers or listeners know this, but, you know, a lot of the time we get called voice actors and, and that's fair sometimes because I do a ton of audiobooks. I played Senna and Legend of Korra. All of that stuff is voice acting. What we did in Red Dead Redemption is not that. We did something called performance capture, which is more like we're doing theater, theater in the round. And we are in this actual studio. We are dressed up in these, I call them my scuba diver superhero cat suits, <laughs> where there are these like black long sleeve jumpsuits. We have these reflective balls all over us so that the cameras that are everywhere can pick up our every, every movement. And then we have helmets on that have cameras that are like directly in our faces picking up our micro expressions which is why so many of our characters look so much like us because I, i'm lit we're it's it is you rendering our faces essentially so um you know what we did there was definitely a lot more physical we were playing off each other i mean when we go to hug the hardest thing was like don't get the wires crossed you know yeah, it's like like we, this you don't really go in do you well, you try, but it's like, you know, it, it, and, yeah. and another thing that people don't know is that we had obviously fake guns and whatnot, but they had them weighted. So Sadie has a, a sawed off shotgun and I would be doing my part holding with one arm this quite heavy shotgun. And, you know, you think, well, okay, sure. It's like a weight. It's not. And also these like tiny, tiny little movements to make it look as real as possible. Cause obviously we're not actually firing. I'm not getting a kickback, but <laughs> I would come home and my entire back would be like seized up. Really? I was yeah. going like acupuncture. I had to go, you know, to Chinatown and get the amazing, amazing um, massages, just everything. Because I truly, because it was so, so physical and, you know, I don't, I don't carry around a shotgun with one arm. I don't jump off of horses all day, every day, though I do ride. I don't, uh, you know, stab people. And that's a really specific, really like jerky movement. I thought you would be, a you know, it's, <laughs> well, don't, you know, don't I won't cross off. you. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> um, Craig here says, please ask Alex what it's like to be the best female character in a, in video game history. How's that? Uh, shucks. Craig, How's that? Craig, thank you for that question couched in a compliment. <laughs> uh, I will say it has been so cool. You know, it, it's a real privilege to be a part of a game that is a piece of art. And then it's a real privilege to play a just badass character. 
the fact that she's also female and a, an autonomous character outside of being somebody's wife, somebody's mother, somebody's love interest. She's just this incredible character with such a gift. I mean, you know, she's, she's one of the gangs. She rides with the boys. She fights better than most of them. You know, that, that was a really, <laughs> really cool thing, particularly given the time period and uh, to become, you know, her own boss. And it was, it was the coolest thing ever. And, and also to be a fan of the thing that you're working on is just like, you know, mm. how, how lucky can one person get? And maybe we should have known that it would have been a big deal, but I think that sometimes can be the kiss of death when you're working on something. You know, I, I knew that Red Dead Redemption one was beloved, but I actually hadn't played it. And when I got this job, I was like, no, not, not even going to look at it because you know, it's a prequel and I will play it after. I don't want anything giving me, you know, I, I did a lot of like Western research, watched a ton of movies, Roger Clark, uh, Rob Weedoff, Ben we, Davis. We would all be like talking about what we thought this world was. We were giving each other, you know, incredible things to watch articles, just really trying to immerse ourselves in the time, but also, you know, we got to play and the writing was so good and it's, it's pretty cool. I mean, I, I never had been to a Comic-Con before I got to be on the other side of a booth and it's the coolest thing because it's not like a fan's coming up and I'm, you know, like, oh, cool. I'm Alex. Like, here you go. We just nerd out over how fucking dope this game is. <laughs> and it's so authentic, you know, it's like really fun because for five years I couldn't talk about it. And so now uh, anytime that's... anybody loves it, I mean, it's like, it lights me up. I mean, I hope that comes across. It's, it's, it's oh, very, very cool. It does. How could it not? It's honestly probably the most detailed video game in history that's ever been released. I mean, you've it seen is, it. It's just unbelievable. It's magic. I don't mm. understand how those programmers with zeros and ones can create personal accountability in a game. You know, you kill something, you treat something like an ass, and all of a sudden the townspeople are like, we're going to treat you like the, it shifts. How does that happen with zeros and ones? <laughs> you know, you leave something, you kill it, and you don't use it for food. You don't give it to... Like it rocks. That's oh. never happened in a game before. That's mind blowing. It's just, yeah, it's really cool. <laughs> oh, hundred percent. Um, Drive by commentator here. He says, "Congrats on bringing a very motivational, endearing boss lady to life. One who even convinced a dying partner on their last legs to get back on the saddle and give it their all." Ah. Thank you. I, I feel like you, wait, who is, who said that? Drive by commentators, the name. Well, drive by commentators. I appreciate that take on it. Cause I sometimes think Sadie can be a wee bit misunderstood. Like, mm. yes, vengeance is real. She wants her revenge for sure. But I do think she is one of the most loyal of the gang. I mean, when she, she finds real kinship with Arthur. And I think that mutual respect, you know, drives them both in, in really good ways to both grow and to ultimately get their redemption. <laughs> you know? 
I tell you what, some of the some of the acting that you did, you really embody the character. You knocked it out of the park. But how was it like doing some of those more emotional scenes one on one with with um, with Roger? Um, you know, like sort of towards the end of that character's um, life in the game. Do you remember some of those scenes, like some of the emotional crying scenes, or talking about Jake? Do you remember Absolutely. those? Yeah. Absolutely. I, uh, well, one of the first emotional scenes I did in the game was with Abigail. So with, with Callie, who plays Abigail in Red Dead Redemption 2. And I, it was one of them, I think, was towards the beginning because it was when we were still doing the chapter two and, and everything had been um, taken from Sadie and she had been violated by the O'Driscolls and, mm-hmm. you know, just had her world burned to the ground, essentially. And I, it was, it was towards the beginning of, of working on this. And so I remember Rod Edge, our director, you know, me being like, so how, how like full blown do you want me to go with this? Because, you know, I know we have the camera, but I also know that you guys are animating. So and he was like full blown and his like wonderful English accent, which I, I won't do for you. But I sound like <laughs> um, and I was like full, full, full blown. Okay. Okay, great. And we had that, like, both of us are crying. There's, like, snot. And I don't know, like, to what degree they did that. But, uh, you know, it was it was illuminating for how the rest of what we do goes. You know, uh, there wasn't any, like, half acting because it's not our faces on a camera. It was all of everything, you know, truly emoting, truly crying. I'm actually spitting on the floor. You know, like, things that when I do, when I, you know... Um, so with, with Roger, that a lot of that emotional stuff came towards the end and it was not hard. You know, I really, no, well, I mean, it was emotionally difficult, but it wasn't hard to get there because we had had this experience together. And so when you're embodying the reality of your fiction Mm. and you've had it so downloaded, you know, truly downloaded in your body. And you're there and I'm Sadie and he's Arthur and we're about to part and lose each other, essentially. Like it's, it, it's, it's devastating. Like so even talking about it now, I want to get emotional because it, <laughs> it really like, it lives in you. I mean, that's what you can hope for as an actor, that you're doing your job and that your creations, your imagination gets so strong in your mind that you can just go there. You know, that that's like almost no prep necessary. Just we're there. We see it. I mean, it was very cool. Our directors would let us look at some of the renderings and they weren't, you know, where they were going to be necessarily. But it was like, okay, what's the temperature? What's this? Okay, how do we incorporate the landscape with, you know, and it it just it fuels the experience. Mm. And, um, you know, Roger Clark is just an epic actor. I was I mean, everybody like such such consummate, just talent, talent all around. They were really incredible to work with. So that's another thing when you're getting fed by your partner in a scene, it's Mm. like magic and electricity can happen. And yeah, I've had Ben and Roger and, and uh, Rob on all, all amazing guys. Great guys. Aren't they? Lots of passion for the, for the game and the business. Um, Lover King says, hello, I love Sadie, easily one of my favorite characters ever. Can you please ask Alex, has she seen the South Park episode where they reference Red Dead 2? What? No? 
<laughs> okay, let me write that down. I'll be looking that up right after this. <laughs> what? That's pretty cool. If that's, I haven't seen it either, so I wouldn't know. Thank you. No. Okay. I am writing that down now. South Park. Do you, I mean, do they remember what it's called? I'll just look up South yeah. Park Red Let Dead. Um, Lady Demetris says, hello, uh, Alex. You're my favorite character in Red Dead 2 after Arthur Morgan and John. You did an amazing job. Outlaws for life. Outlaws for life. Absolutely. <laughs> I... A few of us in the gang, so we're all in this text chain, um, and we talk a lot. <laughs> I still have this dream that, you know, we all one night, whether it be in New York or L.A. or if, you know, we're at a con together, go and get tattoos that say outlaws. Oh, yeah. You got to do it. You Some of the it. cast doesn't have tattoos, but I'm like, yeah, what's another one? <laughs> Just do it. Great. Uh, so... Did you get emotional on your final day shooting? Do you remember your final day? I do. And yeah. I got, well, so we didn't, because it's Rockstar, you actually don't know when your final day is. Oh, no. Because you don't know. So there was about like two fits and starts where I was like, this has got to be it. And then, you know, Roger would say, but I think we have a little bit more to do. And I was like, oh, okay, okay. No, no, you're right, you're right, right. Uh, yeah. So, you know, I'm constantly gearing up to have my, final day but my actual <laughs> final day was in the booth because we did maybe 10 15 percent of just voice I mean, yeah yeah of just voice you know and it was sometimes just the the shouts so if it's background or you know if they needed to overlay more things on top of when we're riding in the car or whatever and it's loud and you know what it's have the, you it's just the nature of the base yeah yeah. So there was a bit of that. Um, but that I realized was going to be, you know, they had rescheduled the release date and I oh, knew yeah. that they couldn't, like we were at the, we were at the end of when we would need everything to be done. And, uh, oh yeah, I burst into tears. Oh, tears really? And I, I tried to keep it together, but it was like silent tears streaming. <laughs> like I didn't get like blubbery, but it was like just couldn't stop crying. was like hugging everybody and just being like, it's been such a privilege to work for you. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's sweet. Yeah. That's amazing. So when the, when the game finally releases, are you looking at the reviews straight away and are you, are you overwhelmed by how positive they were? That's a really, that's a really good question. I, you know, it's a long game. Mm. And it shocked me that within three days, four days, there were already people who were reviewing. Now, I think maybe a handful of people got it like a little bit early. Um, but I knew that part of the Rockstar team who was, you know, working out the kinks or doing whatnot had been playing, mm -hmm. you know, the different um, maybe beta or whatever it was before they finally finally finished it mm -hmm. and to see some of their reactions like when I walked in because they had spent so much time with Sadie gave me like a little bit of an inkling that it was going to be good you know <laughs> that people like I think we're all our harshest critics and so when you're working on something you know you want it to be fantastic and nearly 2,000 people worked on this game over oh, the course yeah. of five years and every single person had a really important job to do. 
And so I think that when you have people who have been working on this thing and, you know, want it to be amazing and you've spent time with people, you just, you just know that it's a, like an energy that happens. Everyone was stoked Mm. and it felt like, it felt like this had the potential to be something that people were going to love and be excited about. And then uh, I actually, cause I was living in LA when the game got released, I had moved back in between the five years of filming. Um, I went because I heard that a bunch of the sub, like the subways had a few of our faces, our characters faces. Mm. And I mean, I've never been on a giant billboard before, you know, and, and I think maybe because too, it's not actually my face, but it is, but it's not, it's my, it's an avatar. Essentially. I was able to, yes. Yeah. I mean, I have a photo on my Instagram where I, I, it's me right next to it's, I mean, it's silly. It's, it's me as if I was in, you know, the old West, like it's very, (laughs) the likeness is there. And uh, I was able to just be, you know, a fan and excited about this thing that people were going to have a good time playing and love the world and just be amazed by. But I will say that I wasn't anticipating the way it actually connected a lot of people. And that's something oh. that has was brought to my attention at the Comic-Cons where, you know, uh, there was a father and a daughter and he came up to me with tears in his eyes. And he was like, my daughter and I have never had anything we connected over. And we play this game together and we both love your character. And I was like, it's <laughs> amazing, you know, or, or somebody else who's now become, you know, I would say a friend um, who was a fan of the game and she had fought for our country and she had gotten injured in the in duty essentially, or at least while active and um, said that playing this game got her through surgery after surgery or another young girl who is, her name's Jenny. She's the sweetest dear ever. We met her at a Comic-Con and she suffers from a degenerative disease and, you know, has to have these very, very painful procedures. And apparently they allowed her to bring in her, her, you know, console and to play the game while she, and I mean, hearing these stories makes you realize the power of what we do, the power of storytelling, the power of creating a world where people can, hopefully deal with their their actual reality in a better, kinder, more compassionate way, you know? And Mm -hmm. yes, it's a break from life, but also, you know, if you treat your horse well and you treat the town well and you're doing something for the love of your community, you have more opportunities. You know, Mm -hmm. there, there are missions that you don't get when you don't play for high honors. And I feel like that's a very cool metaphor for life. Great answer. Very good answer. Um, Ari here says, what was your favorite uh, Western? Do you have a favorite Western that you go to? To watch? Yeah. There are so many good Westerns out there. (laughs) Um, You know, I I just recently rewatched The Assassination of Jesse James. And I think that that's got some some stellar stellar stuff in it. Oh, mind blowing. Yeah. I mean, 310 to Yuma is super fun. Then you have all your like classic John Wayne's that are great. Um, 
I remember when I was very young uh, as a girl, seeing bad girls for the first time, you know, an early Mary Stuart Masterson and Drew Barrymore and uh, Andy McDowell film. And I had never seen females be the, you know, mm. the like leads, you know, there was like Annie Oakley and whatnot, but the, that was actually a really important film to me when I was younger. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I, I love Westerns. I, I grew up riding horses. I, you know, there's something about riding a horse with your backpack and setting up a tent and, you know, like that's. You're that living. Yeah. yeah. Feel the yeah. air. Feel the air. I love it. Uh, did you, when you were like growing up, so you said you, you rode all through your childhood. Really? I did. I, um, I think I was on my first horse at four or five, but it's an expensive thing, even when, you know, you don't own a horse or whatnot. And so around 11, I found this program where if I was with this, you know, small ranch, essentially, um, where if I put in the time and I'd be mucking stalls and I would be doing what I would get lessons. And so I think I went three, four times a week, uh, mostly riding bareback. And then I, when I would go to summer camp, I would ask to do my, you know, work or contribution like with the horses. And so I get to go on the horse camping trip and we'd get to ride horses in water. And, you know, it was, it was the work you get up earlier than, you know, doing any of the other things because that's when the horses need to be fed and the stalls and the, you know, their hooves need to be cleaned. And, um, I don't know. There's just, there's, they're a very majestic animal and they're, mm. they've been portrayed in, you know, hieroglyphics and in mythology. And there is something that is very, very special and healing and also life affirming about a two ton animal that you create a relationship with. And so the person growing up through high school didn't actually believe in breaking horses. And so she was more of a, a horse whisperer. And I got to see that from, you know, the other side of things and um, ended up getting to train a couple horses and, and doing, doing that. And then of course, after college, I like, you know, again, it is, it's an expensive, um, it can be an expensive hobby. So so what's your reaction when you see in game that the horse, um, there's some interesting details with some horses, if you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, do. <laughs> I think that it's important that everybody who has a job has some fun with it. And <laughs> to infuse a little bit of humor in there is great. Uh, and it makes sure that other people are paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> So that is my answer to that question. I like it. I like it. Bushy here says, Alex, I love your work and the cast of Red Dead 2. All amazing. Um, Jigsaw here says, uh, how was the voice acting when you had to return for the Stranger mission in Red Dead Online? Great job voice acting. Great job acting a badass character of Jigsaw. Thank you. Um, it, it It was great. It was, you know it was a lot of, it was a lot of fun. We, we, it was, I was, you know, I love Sadie so much. So I always, you know, if, if Rockstar called, if anybody, I would, wouldn't even hesitate, you know, mm. so get to, to get to do a little bit of extra Sadie, anything was a real treat. And, you know, it, it, 
felt cool to see some of her story beforehand because I knew that she and her husband shared the workload and they were equals. Um, but I actually hadn't met Jake when we were filming Red Dead Redemption 2. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it was cool. It was cool to see her before and to, to get to choose how she was after we filmed everything, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Tom here says, uh, Sadie's last missions with Arthur, I think, were beautifully poetic and melancholy. What was your favorite mission to act as well as play in the game? From Tom. That is a great question. I mean, I would say that when Arthur accompanies me mm. to go do my my final The O'Driscoll's, yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, Come on guys, it's yeah. been long enough, surely. Okay. Well, no, I still I still Everyone has played it. But yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, have finished it? I don't know. No. But yeah. um, towards that, that was it was incredibly emotional, and also because of the state of his health at that point, mm. it just felt like this wild culmination of this experience that we had gone through. And again, it was like towards the end of of shooting, so you know, it was everything. It was emotional. It was passionate. It was connected. Um, and I had the opportunity to at least one time go full Sadie, which became a kind of running joke, you know, like oh, nobody, nobody should go full Sadie and full <laughs> Sadie is when, you know, we, we do our scenes and a lot of the time it's a couple takes. Sometimes it's one take other times, you know, you're working it out and it can be however many it takes to get what they want to essentially print. Um, and I think we had, we'd mostly gotten it we'd been working out. And then, you know, because again, we're toward the end, I was like, Hey, could I just do one? And this is sort of something actors or performers will know. It's called like a fuck it take. It's a take where, <laughs> you know, you already have it in the, in the can, it's in the bag. You can just try one, just do whatever, you know, and it, you're not trying to like, get it right it's more you know creative hey i've been working mm. on this thing and i had some other ideas and who knows maybe it'll be usable sometimes that's when magic happens and other times it's like all right well we tried something it didn't work cool we didn't need it fine but it's mm. just it's it's more for fun than anything and it's great when you can do that because it means you have a little extra time because on sets time is money and you're trying to get everything done so i get to do this fuck it take where i am getting my epic revenge on the O'Driscoll's and I, you know, we've got that with the, with the guns, they were actual like heavy replica things mm -hmm. um, with the knives. They were like little handles with duct tape essentially and foam, you know, so that, and obviously it's a dummy on the floor and I'm, you know, so, so <laughs> Arthur and I are having our scene and it's emotional and, and we get there and I just start screaming and I'm ah, just like with the knife and I'm crying. There's snot everywhere. And I, you know, before I'd been like in the chest and whatever, and the 
And I, for those of you out there that know the Lorena Bobbitt story, let's just say Sadie does that. (laughs) And I remember, because I I knew that it was too far, like it was just too far. But we, you know, we hear cut and then we do our our T-pose, which is what you have to do, you know, to... And um, I look and, and most of the people there are, are men. We have few women on set, but, you know, unless I was at the campsite, I'm typically the only female in the scenes that I'm in. And um, I look out at everybody who's behind the scenes and they're just, <laughs> just could not believe what they had just seen. Oh, wow. And Rod, Ed, <laughs> I'll never forget. Not even with a smile, uh, he goes, well, we won't be using that. But <laughs> you said I could go full city, man. I mean, that's how I would feel. Like, just you know. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I mean, we there's really? so many fun missions. I mean, one of my favorite missions that actually got shifted around with Roger was when we go. We're like reading the letter on uh, to the post office, where it's like to the general store. And that scene changed. We actually redid a section of that because the manager of the general store and I were like, he was making fun of me because of the clothing that I had chosen. And I lost my marbles on him, essentially. Um, that was actually really funny because we we had done it a couple times and it was just very quippy dialogue. And it was it was a good time. Do you remember the line? I don't, um... I mean, honestly, I good do you, yeah i know do you remember the line um get your own damn drink of course <laughs> oh yeah no have you yeah. have you have you had a chance to play the full game yet because i know um rogers 100 percented it i think ben's 100 percented it. those um those two nerds no they yeah, have you had a chance or what? I have not hundred percented it. No. <laughs> I have played it and I have watched a lot yeah. of it. There's something about I have I have like a hard time sitting still for, for that lengthy long? <laughs> periods of time. And also when I was playing a lot of games in college in my early twenties. I would get so into it that my hands would cramp and my thumbs would have blisters all over them. Like, I don't know how to not have my feelings get like infused into my body. So I can't be one of those people who's just like mentally like doing this and it's just like casual. And because of the other things that I do in life, like writing and gardening, I can't have mitts on with blisters all over, you know, and like arm cramps, like a, like a velociraptor. So, um, I let other people play so that I could see everything and I could, I mean, it's so beautiful. It's like watching a film. Yeah. So that was really fun. I played a bit, you know, but again, like I actually get emotional when I accidentally punch the horse and it's not, (laughs) it's not worth it. Like I don't need to get upset about that, but I do. So, yeah. yeah, no, not myself. I have not. So do you think you, you want to pursue more video game work, more motion capture, performance capture? Is that something you want to do more of? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, if if any 
anyone will have me. Uh, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I, you know, I love to storytell and I want to play interesting characters. And so if there's an opportunity to do that, it, I don't think I care which ma- medium. Yeah, it doesn't matter what medium, 100%. No. Um, Legend of Core, I just wanted to quickly ask you, how was your experience on that? The best. Yeah? The best. I mean, what a cast. Oh. What a great story. Mm-hmm. The, I mean, the first Airbender was amazing. And then to do Legend of Korra and to get to play Korra's mother was so cool. And then to play, a, it was just one episode that I was in with her, but Eve Marie Saint played my mother. And it was mind blowing. I mean, this mm-hmm. is a woman that I had watched in, you know, on the waterfront and like, it, I mean, just an epic icon of brilliant films and um i i remember seeing her name on the call sheet and being like yeah you've never seen it that's it like didn't process that this legend would be there doing this with us um and so it's actually one of the very few times i've ever been starstruck Starstruck. yeah truly and and actually was like i'm so could we could we get a photo together uh and it's you know terrible lighting it's awful in it but uh, i asked janet varney i was like do you want to go in here she was like and so we take this photo and afterwards uh janet varney took me aside and she was like i'm so glad you asked because <laughs> i didn't want to and i felt the same way and i was like you know there's a fine line between being somebody's colleague and admiring them and and there's another thing between like just being a fan that like it, in not being a fan is about it's like in an inappropriate context like mm. we're at work we're doing a job like is that is that an okay time to be like oh, <laughs> can we take a photo um but she was absolutely so so lovely and, and it turns out yes you know i just think i had never had that like excited feeling where i i just couldn't believe my eyes that oh. this person that i never thought i would meet I was working with, um, but you know, PJ Byrne and I are still friends. Like it's, there's that experience was amazing and it's, it's really cool. I would have been like that for JK Simmons. Cause I remember he was, he was on that show as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Simon here says, Alex, I loved your work in Red Dead. Who was the most fun in the cast? Oh, I think that's a tough one. They're all fun. They're all <laughs> fun. And we have, I mean, I swear anytime the Comic-Cons ask if I'd like to go, if my castmates are going, I'm in because yeah, nice. we all adore each other. We, we are all so different and yet bizarrely have a lot in common with our characters. You know, there's some like real essential traits that we share mm. and you get us all together and it is just, it's a blast. It's a blast. Yeah. You know, I don't I don't think any of us take for granted being a part of Red Dead Redemption 2. And we got to forge these very close bonds with one another. And there's so much respect amongst us. And so, you know, to have to get to go to whether it be Philadelphia or Toronto or in October, I'm going to Scotland with Rob and Roger. Like, nice. come on. What could be more fun than that with, like, two of my buddies? It's awesome. I love it. Uh, Val Val says, besides Micah, 
being a horrible character, what was it like working with Peter? <laughs> okay, Peter, he's the best. <laughs> he's I can't even pretend. He is so funny, so funny. Yeah. Um, I will say he did when he's on set and he is playing Micah, it creeped me the fuck out. And in the very beginning, uh, before I really knew Peter, I saw him in Brooklyn because we both lived in Brooklyn at the time. And he was, I think, with his daughter. And I fully was like, I'm not. I, well, also, I didn't even know if I could engage, you know, like it's one of those things like none of us were allowed to follow each other on social media. And we weren't allowed to, you know, we had to be very careful about being friends. But I would be lying to say that that was the primary reason I didn't go up to him on the street. It was more because I didn't know him well enough. And he is so good as Micah that I was like, <laughs> I don't no, thank you. Uh, but no, he's, he's the greatest. He's so, so hilarious. And, you know, if he's around, you're sure to be laughing at some moderately obscene <laughs> comments and, and jokes. And, you know, he's just, he's, He's a delight. I also got to ask you about um, Malcolm in the Middle and Two and a Half Men. I know you did an episode of each. Do you remember the set on both of those? I know different periods in your life, but can you just give us a little glimpse what that was like for you? I did. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so Malcolm in the Middle, I got to be Malcolm's first kiss. And uh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was also Frankie Munez's first kiss. Um, oh, there you go. <laughs> so the episode is this like very cool sliding doors thing. So it's like whether or not their mom takes them to the bowling alley or their dad takes them to the bowling alley and how that changes their experience. Um, and so, you know, I was, I might've been 15 at the time because I don't think I drove myself to set, but Wow. You know, I went to, I was very fortunate as a, as a young actor where I went to actual school. I wasn't homeschooled. And if I got good enough grades, acting got to be my after school activity. My parents were, you know, I still did other extracurricular stuff, but this was something that I chose. It wasn't like forced upon me by any means. So I get this role. I'm like, cool. That's a really funny show. Great. And, you know, now looking back, I'm like, I worked with Brian Cranston. Oh yeah, my goodness. <laughs> Uh, but we, we did it and it was, it was super fun because of the sliding doors thing. And, and, you know, I, I had had an on-screen kiss maybe once or twice before, but I'm playing this like You're little older girl and they want this like a scene, like, like, yeah. like just kiss. And I, you know, I remember us both turning bright red because it's, you know, a strange really? thing when you're 15 and he was probably 14 to be, it's a bit embarrassing. Yeah. I mean, it's like sweet and it's funny, but you know, you're trying not to laugh and it, it was. The crew's they're, everywhere. They're all so funny on that show that keeping a straight face, I think was the hardest thing to do. Um, but it was, it was great. Everybody was so far. I had to have somebody, well, I got my soda spit in my face. Like, I don't know how many times, like three <laughs> three maybe which was that was the first time for me um it was it was great it was you know it's very cool to be a part of a, a show that's so much fun and you know oh, yeah. if anybody's staying home during this pandemic still like i'm pretty sure it's on netflix or youtube <laughs> yeah oh it would be you know? 
So any upcoming projects you can talk about? I know you were in the uh, the invite little short film about a vampire who needs to take a shit. I'm not being <laughs> I'm being serious here, guys. Well, Check it so out. That's, um, that same that same director, um, Jordan Rader. I just did another short film for her. That's called Slow Draw, and it's actually set in the Wild West. And I play this gunslinger named oh, Vicky nice. Vile. And it turns out that my Red Dead Redemption 2 skills with being able to, you know, flip my gun and do it real quick. and Helped. Uh, so, yeah, no, I mean, they're still there. It's like riding a bike. <laughs> I was like, wow, okay. This is this is fantastic. And actually, you know, the people that were around um, on set, some of whom were in it, were these reenactors. Like, they, they have, like, Wild West weekends where everybody lives in this town that they built and make believes it's like cosplay, but like for a weekend in a world with characters and they don't break it. Um, so it was very cool to hear their feedback that I was really great with the gun and that it seemed like I was in that time. And I was like, well, it's because it's been a lot of time in that time. You know? <laughs> um, but that will be fun. Yeah. Pardon? I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, that'll be great. I, I did a small, very different part in a in a film. I don't know when it'll be coming out called Doula, directed by Cheryl Nichols. Um, it has Will Greenberg, Troy Belisario, and Aaron Shriver in it with a cameo with Chris Pine and myself. Wow. And um, yeah, and then other than that, I'm working on a podcast that I would say be on the lookout for. Um, you know, we're we're just developing it now but it's called good grief the gains of loss and it will be interviews with you know people who have experienced loss different kinds of loss and then also experts in the field because i have lost both my parents and my grandparents and um, have had to deal with that from the bureaucratic side of things to you know being the trustee of a, of a will and estate to, you know, just mm. everything in between. So I feel like given that I'm my age um, and I you know, lost everybody by the time I was basically 31, uh, I would love to have a more accessible platform for people that are going through different stages of grief or are caught in the maelstrom of it all. That's so amazing. that's one thing. That's amazing. And then, Thanks. And then other than that, just, you know, writing, I do a bunch of audiobooks, auditioning and yeah, that's, I guess that's it's pretty that's busy pretty woman. Much, <laughs> well, I try. I mean, I think when you're an artist, you have to have your hand in a lot of different pots, essentially mm. a, because it fuels you creatively, but B because you got to kind of be a hustler. <laughs> you know? Yeah, you have to, yeah. Just cause you did one big thing does not mean it's going to mean you get a bunch of jobs off of it. I mean, I, you know, I think a lot of people are like, Oh, you must be in a lot more video games. And I haven't been in one since, you know, nobody's called me up and been, so I, I don't know why that works the way it works. I've seen it with other friends who have been in huge films and then they don't work for a year. Who knows? It's, it's a fickle business. World. Yeah. Well, is there anything you want to say to the fans watching now? Um, I really appreciate your time, Alex, and um, it's flown by the last 15 minutes. We'll have to have you back if you'll... Yeah, anytime. I mean, if there's more questions, I'm I'm happy to answer them. Um, But I just thank you for playing. I mean, truly, 
getting to connect with everyone and to have a shared love of something, I think helps so many different kinds of people realize that we're far more connected than we often give the world credit for, you know, Mm. I think Red Dead Redemption 2 is so beautiful and poignant and affects so many people and draws in gamers that have never been gamers before because it really speaks to the human experience. You know, a lot of people will always say, I've never cried in a video game before. I've never felt so connected to a horse or an animal or, you know, whomever in it. And I think that that, um, that that's a really special, special thing. So thank you for sharing in that world and in that love of this piece of art and um, outlaws for life. And make sure you follow Alex on IG, Instagram. It's Max Magpie. That's right. Uh, or is it, yeah, Max Max Magpie. And then Twitter is Miss Alex McKenna. Yeah. I don't go on Twitter very often okay. because it stresses me You're out. You're an IG girl. I am an IG girl. I, even before I understood it was a social platform, I thought it was just this almost like a Flickr or Pinterest, like to keep my own photos. And then- yeah. Yeah, I was one of the early subscribers to it. And <laughs> um, yeah, I, I just. It's I uh, very that. fun to watch your life unfold through that, or a little bit of, you know, a glimpse. Or, so, um, no, look, Alex, so mu- thanks so much for coming on. It has been a real pleasure. And again, I'll have to have you back on if you'll, if you'll come back. Absolutely. I mean, I love, again, you know, this was such a special experience in the game is this the gift that keeps on giving. I know I sound really like gushy about it, but that's honestly because it's how I feel. And then, you know, watch yeah. me in the game. Like, Motherfucker! Ah! Like, just like <laughs> screaming. But for the most part, you know, um, there's nothing but rainbows and sunshine with how I feel towards the yeah. game and to the fans. And um, awesome. yeah, thank you for having me, truly. No, thank you, Alex. Have a great day and um, we'll talk soon. Take care. Okay. You too. Bye.